Miami's dead, man. I don't even fucking. Well, Miami has bigger problems, I think. Like, they, they got just... cocaine. They <laughs> don't even have fans. They don't they have, have fans. Fun... I don't like. I don't even know. Like, I I feel like at some point, like, when do you just end the Miami Marlins? Because it's like after two World Series rings, after several of these rebuilds where you've gotten so many big name players. Um, after that bullshit that after a new park, one of the most expensive ballparks ever created in the history of the major league, you know, baseball history, that bullshit you put in center field and then you took it away. I just, I don't know. I feel like when, when do you just end the Marlins as a franchise? All the bullshit trades that they've made over the years that should have been damn right illegal. That like, first off that Jose Reyes trade, um, just a whole bunch of bullshit. Like when do you just end the Miami Marlins as a franchise? Dude, like going the- from Florida to Miami for like for what? Like why did you have to go from Florida to Miami? <laughs> and, and think about some of the talent they've had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just the same thing. Yeah, and, like oh, yeah. let's let's celebrate something. Let's just you know hope that you know pizzazz. The whole rebranding changed nothing. They're still in the bottom of the division. And think about it, they have had Stanton, Yelich, Ozuna. Real Muto, all those guys in like the last six years, and they're all gone. It's when crazy. your franchise troubles outweighs the fact that you've literally won two World Series in the last yeah. like what thirty years, that's that's embarrassing. The the same could be said about the A's, though. If you look at their roster, if you look at their twenty twenty one roster, it's basically gone by now. You know, they're all left there in free agency or got traded away. Sure, because I saw to the Cardinals. No, like... Well, yeah, his his brother got signed to the Cardinals, Wilson. But William oh. was traded to the Brewers. Oh, wow. Yo, yeah, I just realized that the brothers are about to be beefing because the one brother's on the Brewers and the other brother's on the Cardinals now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's crazy. For me, I my that's thing that kind, I'm going to say once, once we once we get to Wilson, like, I got to talk about the fact that, like, why, why the Cardinals? Like, I want to know how that even started. I want to know, like, where that even he wrote came, a letter. To, came about. Huh? He wrote a letter. <laughs> He wrote a letter. Why? To the Cardinals? To the fans. Why he went to the Cardinals? Why did he go to the Cardinals? Oh, yeah, he did. Say that. Does he, he like. Fell in Come love on. With Albert Paul saying a fucking ding dong. It was like, I have to play for them. No way. No, 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 no. You definitely saw this on like Ball Sack Sports or something. No, no, no. Like... Nah, look it up. Fact check it. Fact check it. I'll tell no you what it way. is. Get ready to fact check it. You're talking about Contreras, right? Yeah. Why he's yeah, the Cardinals? Yeah, he said because he saw Albert Pujols hit his home run and he wanted to be a Cardinal. He said because Yachty was his role model. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw it about He said Albert because Pujols. Yachty was his role model. Well, that makes sense, too. So he, he went to the Cardinals. I thought it was because oh, yeah, he just wanted right. to be around strong white men. Ah! What, what did you say, Wolfie? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yachty was his fucking role model. Before <laughs> he's from Puerto Rico. I yeah. thought I thought it was because he wanted to be around strong white men. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, y'all ready? All right, three, two, one. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! No, just a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sacks me. Okay, one second. Three, 
two, one. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Build Different podcast. I'm here uh, with my. Okay, hold on. Three, two. <laughs> 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 Welcome everybody to the Built Different Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Saxby, with all my other beautiful hosts. I got Wolfie, I got Not So White Chris, I got your favorite Uber driver, Poppy Devante, and we're here with High and Inside, episode 13. We're here ready to do it again. It's almost Christmas, as you can see in the background. I got a tree, a little dinky tree. Don't judge me, but you know, it's Christmas time. So Wolfie... Open us up, man. What you got? We got a lot going on. Bro, I was going to say the Christmas season came early already for Mets fans, man. Like, you guys saw the news already. We've signed so many guys recently. And just even in, like, the last Mikey couple of hours, there's a rumor going on we might get Carlos Correa. Like, I know it's just a rumor. I'm not getting my hopes up. But, like, it is so... Correa Lindor? Oh, my God. Bro, I, like, I, like I said, I don't even want to get my hopes up because that would just be, like, mind-blowing having that in the lineup. It's going to happen. I said it here first. We're going to bring Puerto Rico to New York, and we're going to take over the world. Yeah, I got my phone here. It can happen <laughs> midstream. I'm feeling <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they play in the World Baseball Classic, so, like, they have been teammates before. But, no, it's just so good to see an owner finally spending some money. And, like, I mean, he's doing it, like, breaking records. I mean, I'm not saying that every year. But just to finally go from, like, cheap Wilpon Mets to Steve Cohen's like just getting whatever the hell he wants it's just such a refreshing feeling so I'm feeling good yo I'm 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 waiting for the like the season to start already let's go are you saying yeah, you man. didn't want to grom I was just gonna say that right now <laughs> yeah I mean like I did want to grom back but I can understand the parting and like you know what if it's not like we gave Verlander like five years or something. So in a couple more years, or even maybe next year, if we get Shohei, you know, the wounds will heal, and I'll just kind of move on to like the next shiny thing. To be, I'll be honest, I'm just gonna move on to the next shiny thing. If you want my honest answer, sound like a Yankees yeah. fan. <laughs> I'm um, feels good. I'm on once. the side of uh, during this free agency, this offseason. I'm honestly genuinely surprised. Um, I'm on this. I'm, I'm on this roller coaster again. As a Nationals fan, my team sucks. We're not doing anything exciting. I mean, Trevor Williams, you know, very solid signing. Uh, Candelario, you know, I appreciate it. You know, cool, great. Make it look like you know we're you know we give a fuck or whatever. But you know, I'm just shocked. I, I see teams like you know, for example, you know, Baltimore. I see teams like Seattle. You know, I, I see teams like Chicago, um, the White Sox, you know, which, you know, teams like that. I wish they were doing a little bit more, wish they were getting a little bit aggressive. Um, I see, you know, because it's like, how does Trey Turner end up somewhere? Like, how does he end up in Philly? How does Xander end up in San Diego? Like, like how, like, how does that, how do they not end up on some of these other teams that should be getting aggressive? Um, that That's really my opening take is I really wish some of these other teams would get more aggressive because the door is closing on one of the best off seasons and there is still a lot of fish left to get. And I hope some of these fish are going to go to the, some of these other teams because like I said, I mean, Baltimore, their biggest mistake always is not being aggressive at the right time. And as I open this off season up on one of our first episodes in the off season, it was my favorite rumor was that, you know, that they were going to be aggressive and here they are. They've gotten a couple of, 
you know, broken down old men pitchers that we know aren't really going to – I forgot. The, I don't even know their names. Kyle Gibson and some other dude. But we, we know they're not going to really, you know, mean much um, at the end of the day in Baltimore. They said they wanted veteran starting pitchers. They got the wrong ones. That's my point. <laughs> they got the wrong ones. What's true, too, is that there's a lot of these teams that, like, could use these, like, big stars. That, like, they have the money. Like, why not just, like, get the guys that could fill your needs? Like, there's no, like, re- they're, like, there's no reason not to. Like, what are you waiting for? Well, my thing is like the Mariners. It's like you see, you see the Astros just easily get Jose Abreu, and it's you know, like, <laughs> you know what I also think though is I think that it's more so well with some of the offers that the Padres offered to like Trey Turner. You know, I think more so it's the players. The players are having more choice as to where they want to go, and you know we saw, um, you know. Trey Turner took less money from the Phillies than he, than the, the, was offered by the Padres, so that might have to do with like with the stars kind of just picking wherever they want to go. Judge so that's an interesting agree. question that that I have for you guys. Is there something that you guys think is turning people away from San Diego in general? Because you see that they're like overpaying like everybody, like they're they're throwing money like overly at everybody. Like Xander well, got so an eleven year deal. I'm well, not so saying that's an overpayment, but you know, yeah. you know who it is. I hate to say it, Fernando Tatis. You think so? Hell yeah! You think people don't want to play with Tatis? They probably scared that Tatis gonna come and give him this new Head and Shoulders product that's gonna come all laced and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Expensive insurance. Two ways, like Tatis or if Soto goes next year. I was going to say because Aaron Judge's best offer was, I believe, from San Diego. Trey Turner's best offer was from San Diego. The uniform they got is fucking garbage. Respectfully, I'll say that. That's fair. I don't hate their jerseys. I mean, we can't come that big. Yo, hold on. Nah, yo, show them. I don't. Yo, my girl disrespected me and says that I, I fit in these fucking pants. Look how big the <laughs> niggas are. Yo, fucking Bill fits in those pants, yo. I hope your I hope your camera cuts off during this episode. <laughs> bro, I would love to see that on Facebook. It's over. Nah, my girl disrespected me, bro. My ass is fat. Nah, Devontae, man, what's your what's your opening take besides you now being fat? My opening take for that night, besides the fact that those pants are like four sizes above me, what is Karen Bloom, whatever his name is, thinking about? You know, we ended our year, what, 78 and, I don't know, like 150 losses. That's what I felt like at this point. After losing Xander Bogart and, you know, us just getting Kylie Jenner, Kylie Jensen, whatever his name is. I don't. <laughs> that's what I like to call him. Um, we just re-signed Rich Hill again. Rich Hill, whatever his fucking name is. Uh, and what was the that Japanese prospect we overpaid for? Yoshida. Yeah. Yoshi. Yeah. Um, Yoshi. Um, I don't think we're gonna have an even better year than we did last year. Like, I think we might just maybe 
It sucks because like right. Jensen, I th- I think he used you guys as like his ride off into the sunset. Like he just <laughs> used you guys. <laughs> he got like his three. He got his three year big contract. I think this is it for him. Like he's gonna retire after this, and he doesn't care. Like, the guy's not even his prime, and we're gonna give him all this money for three. Like, <laughs> plus you have so well, many other like... holes. You have so many other holes to fill. That's what she said. But like, come on, bro. Is that the Bogars? That's. <laughs> That's that's such a big part. That's such a big hole in our rotation. Like, how do we feel? Such a... <laughs> you uh, you get Rafael Devers to hit more home runs. Sign Carlos Correa. Sign Carlos Correa. I'm telling what people, you. What people fail to realize is, um, Xander Bogarts is the last Red Sox in our ro- was the last Red Sox in our roster since 2012. There's there's no more. Like this is the new age in the Red Sox, and you know it was Sad. one thing. It was one thing losing Mookie Betts to the Dodgers, but Xander, and then you know we're gonna end up losing JD yeah. because they don't want to pay him. And it's just like we're gonna be in fourth place again. Not gonna see. Yeah. It's gonna be just another rebuilding whoa, whoa. year. That's. <laughs> He's like, whoa, relax, relax, bro. I got yeah. hope still. You know, you know what I'm gonna say. You know what I'm gonna say. I was about to say. I was about to say that. You know, I was about to give up on the Red Sox, become a Padres fan. You know, and I was, I was fully committed to becoming a Padres fan ten minutes ago. Until but now, that. but now that you said that, and I'm still, I'm still very hurt that Xander is gone. Like, don't get me wrong. He. That's an understatement. You, That's worse than the Grom leaving. If you, yep. I, I agree. If you go back to, I think, our very first episode. Wolfie would agree. I said my favorite player was Xandar. And, you know, that's that's kind of, like, why I was going to become a Padres fan. You know, like, other fans have, have become other fans of other teams because their favorite player has left. I but, mean, I'll go be a Padres fan with you. Juan Soto went there. It, Let's do it. It could, be, it could be worse. It could be worse. We could be the A's fans. And our roster is gone from two years ago. So maybe, I mean, I don't, I don't think we have a, sh- a chance this year at all. But because there's still just too much fucking holes in the ship. But you never uh, know, man. You guys could just get a whole bunch of veterans again and just fucking. I mean, do it up. 2013 again. If ten year anniversary of 2013. If they get. Yoshida if they get Carlos Rodon, then I mean, then maybe we have a chance. Like if they get him and he pitches really well, if Sale comes back, then maybe we have a chance. But and then I was gonna say, if you get like a good starter, like I mean, you need to spend money. You need either Evaldi and or Rodon. You need a big bat like Correa, but then fill in like a gap with like either like a bat. It's way deeper than that, though. Like you don't, you don't need. That's the thing. Like it's way deeper than that. Like I think the Red Sox, they don't, they don't need one starter. I think they need three starters, like two guy, more guys out the bullpen, like three guys in the lineup. This is like this is deep, and it's like they're wasting time, and it's just I don't know, Jansen. Like, yeah, we keep going back to this rebuilding phase, like. I'm tired of this rebuilding. But it, but that's I mean, my thing. Like, you know, my Chris my confusion with working. the Red Sox is you're gonna you're not gonna spend the money for Bogarts, but you're gonna spend a three year contract for Jansen. 
Like a, a ridiculous three-year contract. And 90 for million for Yoshi, whatever his name is. And, well, that's you, know what's, you know, it's, it's like a spit in the face because if you would have made that signing last year to get Jansen – then maybe maybe we make maybe we make a stronger run into the maybe into the season last year. Maybe we keep not Zander. only that. It's a spit in Zander, the face. If we gave Xander the, the contract we gave him now at the beginning of the season or winter of last year, he would have been locked and loaded. There's no question about it. But yeah. we want to wait till the last. Yeah, we day. definitely got to do a we definitely got to do a Red Sox therapy um, episode. But let's switch from the Red Sox over to the Yankees. So the Yankees. They re-signed Aaron Judge. Um, in my opinion, you know, I think, you know, they better thank their lucky stars that Aaron Judge is a forgiving man, that he forgives the city of New York, that he forgives the fans, the that money. he forgives this shitty fan base. I don't think the it was about the money because if it was about the money, I think he ends up in San Diego. Um, but, yeah. you know, Aaron Judge ends up in uh, pinstripes again. You know, what do you think, Devontae? I can't agree only because yes and no. No, being that at the end of the day, Aaron Judge was going to leave if the Yankees didn't offer him more money. At the, the starting price was, what, $300 million? And he was like, no, I don't want this. I don't know. Then when you come to here. No, I think, uh, I think the starting price was like 200 and some, but on a short. It was 280 contract. actually at one point. It was, it was like, I think it was like 210, but on like a six year deal or so, something like yeah, that. Yeah, beginning of this season, it was like 215, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so the price kept going higher and higher. At the end of the day, we all know, and he kept saying more than anything, he wanted to be a Yankee. But the price needed to go up. And what's, how, how is that money going to increase? He's going to have to show interest in going to see other teams. San Francisco saying, yeah, we're going to throw in $400 million. And the Yankees are like, ah, you're putting me, you know, against the wall now, buddy. Here, $80 more million. Now it's three hundred and eighty. you know, like, you know, $400 million, but you get to play in the team that you got drafted into. You're the captain, even though people are not saying, like, Oh, if he comes back, he's going to be the cap. No, like, he was already the captain to begin with. Why are we discussing this? Like, it makes no sense. But, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price. And that's exactly, like, no matter how they paint the picture or not, at the end of the day, Aaron just stood because the money was right there for them. Imagine if the Yankees stood at a firm offer of $320 million. There's no way in hell he's going to stay a Yankee. I think I think we're still waiting on Aaron Judge to sign if that's the case. Um, but I, I think personally, um, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, he really wanted to be a Yankee, but at the same time, Aaron judge, he got to understand his worth. I mean, he just, he just hit like, you know, 60 bombs. He just had an incredible year MVP. You know, he's, he is New York. Like I said, I'll always go back to that. He's New York. Literally. Like I'm, I'm really glad that he resigned with the Yankees because, you know, he's New York. I mean, the Yankees need this because if the Yankees didn't re-sign Aaron Judge, I believe they fully fall the fuck apart, and that's it. And do we really? Uh, do I do I really want to see the Yankees fall apart at the end of the day? No, because it's like I, I need. We we gotta we gotta make fun of the Yankees. We gotta watch them fail. Every I want to see the city burn. Right, we we gotta see them. But we gotta see that happen every year, not just this one time, and then you know they suck for twenty years. Every and then, year, you know what it's yeah. like being 
a Red Sox fan in New York, and all you hear is, oh, you're a Red Sox fan? What are you doing living in New York? Motherfucker, do you pay bills? Like, give me a home to live <laughs> in Boston. But that's besides the right. point. But, I mean, I think overall, I mean, you know, you look at the Giants, and, you know, while it was cool, you know, Steph Curry, you know, the nice weather, Cali, you know, that's as far as it goes. The team isn't good over there. Um, they got lucky with that 100-win season. While, yes, they won those three rings in five years, did that culture stick? No. So I don't. I, I think he saw all that, and it was just like, I'm going to be a Yankee. So now he's a Yankee, and I just – I don't know. I think the Yankees need to do a lot more, though, because if, if they think they're about to bring this bullshit-ass team back and and do this all over again – I don't think so. That so. depends on the baseballs. And if they sign, yeah, I think they're going to throw down. They threw a lot of money at that boy. They need to do something. If, and also, I'll say this. I think they'll get Tatis. Me too. I'm a firm believer of that. They're going to end up trading him away. If, I, if, if, and like. I think this Tatis and Padres relationship is broken, and I think this is perfect for the evil empire to become the evil empire again. Dish out a whole lot of bullshit, including Josh Donaldson, to the Padres for Fernando Tatis Jr. Wow. And um, Angry Torres. Get rid of his ass. Oh, yeah, and all their prospects. You know, all, all that, too. But hey, I look, absolutely they, see They're going to get rid of Donaldson. Mark it down. Glaber. Um, Hicks. Clark Schmidt. And um, Green. Oh, Peraz is gone. All all those guys are gone. For Tatis yeah. in New York, ooh, that's a lot of money right there. The that's evil cool. empire becomes the evil empire again by getting Tatis. I promise right. you. And there will be a whole lot of strikeouts in the postseason. You know so how many? <laughs> Tell us how you feel. No, I agree with you too. Like it's good to have Judge back with the Yankees. Like I kind of like thought he was going to go back to like unless. The Giants offered some sort of crazy four hundred plus million dollar contract, but uh, dude, he made like one hundred fifty mil more than what they gave him at the beginning of the season. But uh, I I don't know if they're gonna do the Tatis thing just to quick go bounce off of that. Like the only thing is that that they would have to literally give up like everything. Like Volpe's gone, Peraza's gone, every top Dominguez might even be gone. Like everybody would be gone. Glaber would be gone. Like Don, they would have to take Donaldson's contract. Everything, the Padres might do it because they just gave up a haul for the so like the Soto thing. Plus, that gets that contract off the books so they can re-sign Soto. But like, who knows? Like, dude, that'd be that'd be crazy if like they did do that. Uh, but dude, it's they still have Donaldson, Hicks, no Benintendi, Rizzo, Trevino. I guess Glaber is starting. Like they have. Peraza, Cabrera, and Volpe, I guess, are playing. Like, what the fuck is that team? Like, you said in the beginning, or I think, I don't know if it was in this episode or when we were just talking, like, dude, Toronto's probably going to beat them. Like, Yeah. That team is stacked, my goodness. Like, if Boba Shep... Them- yeah. No, you're right. Only for them to get eliminated because of somebody getting speed in the outfield. <clears throat> dude, and because that one guy blew up in the bullpen. They give up, what, seven runs in the playoffs? Like... And because of a inning. fucking spear in the outfield. Oh. Fucking crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, if they played the like the Yankees, who knows what would have happened. But, no. Um, let's talk about the crazy-ass Mets. Hell yeah. So, the New York Mets, right? He so says, the Mets, hell yeah. They lost, 
They, they the, Mets, the Mets are, you know, you know what? I'll, I'll summarize the whole thing real quick, and then we can, we can talk about it more. The Mets are going into the season, once again, looking real, real good on paper. <laughs> and we will see in October what happens to the Mets. Will they, make, will they even make it to October, though? Continue on. I mean, you can say that about every team that like the Dodgers and the Braves too. So the Mets, they um they came into this off season. They got the you know the sad news that Rick Porcello retired. Um, so moving on, they got um they got Justin Verlander, Jose Quintana, David Robertson. Um, they re-signed Brandon Nimmo. I'm probably forgetting a couple, but that was off the top of them. Oh, they got Sanga, Kota Sanga, um, Mama Panga. Um, Jolly Ranchers. They got a bag of Jolly Ranchers um, and a whole bunch of more false hope. Wolfie, why don't you lead us? Why don't you lead us off with some New York Mets, just like the New York Jets? Yeah. So uh, it, it it's I still think they're gonna do well, like regular season wise. Because like let's not forget they still won 101 games last year. Uh, I think their rotation will be good if Sanga is good that's the big question mark and health too but I mean that's pretty much every freaking team nowadays uh I think if everybody's healthy and like you know they'll be okay on the pitching side the thing that's a little bit scary for me right now is the bullpen because we lost like five guys we've resigned a few like Robertson I'm not super high on but he seems okay like for like our seventh or eighth the guy from the Rays I feel like he hasn't pitched enough for me to be crazy about him everybody seems to like him and then the guys we got from Miami are just like fill-ins. So I'm not high in the bullpen. But the thing that I'm a little worried about is the offense. Like, we didn't really do anything to the offense, and that was one of the big problems last year. Like, that um, Padres series, like, dude, that last game we had one hit. Like, I get it. Marte was hurt, like, in the year. And, like, guys were up and down. And I, like... The one thing I will admit is going to help is if we actually get uh, Francisco Alvarez to start the year at catcher instead of, like, James McCann. But, like, other than that, like, we really didn't upgrade our bats too much. That's why, like, I know I've been joking about the Carlos Correa thing. But, like, dude, we need, like, another bat in this lineup. We either need a good DH or we need these kids that are coming up to hit well. Because, like, as of right now, they're a good team. But, like, bro, they need some more power in that lineup. Like, they were pretty much – they were fifth in runs last year, but, like, towards the bottom in home runs. So, like, add a power bat to that lineup. Like, I wish J.D. Davis – or J.D. Martinez would hit, like, 30 home runs. Then I'd take him. But, like, I like the Mets right now. They made great moves, but they just – they need more. It's not – hopefully it's not over. I – you know, I I like the Mets' aggressiveness. I appreciate it. I just think – and I'm sorry, Wolf, this is not the hater in me. This is not the Mets hater in me. I promise it's not. I think you guys made all the wrong moves. I think you're I, I think you guys got like an owner with his head cut off running around like a chicken. Um just doing whatever, man. I don't like this rotation going in. I, I know it's way too early, and who knows if the Mets even make the playoffs. Who knows if Sanga's even good um or bad, but I don't like this rotation going into the playoffs. Having first off, Verlander and Max Scherzer are some of like the worst playoff pitchers of all time, in my opinion. Uh, well, not of all time, but like you know, they 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 have their struggles in the playoffs. Um, especially Max Scherzer. I mean, coming off of that playoff performance that he did last year, I am petrified of what this guy is going to do next season. Verlander also 
it seems like he's riding. He's gonna ride off into the sunset with this contract, this two-year, eighty million, whatever, whatever the hell this this contract is that he just got. Um, I could see him very easily becoming a little lazy, but at the same time, he's also not that good of a playoff performer. <clears throat> Hodasanga, we really don't know what he what he's gonna do yet. Um, but he's also gonna have to deal with the pressure of being in New York now, out of nowhere. Um, Quintana, he had a good bounce back year, but is that gonna continue? And then Carrasco. Carrasco. Carrasco, I like Carrasco, but obviously health has always been, you know, the, the, the main concern with him. And then you got you got I love I always have told you I liked Peterson. Um and then, you know, McGill is McGill. But I don't I don't really like that rotation at all. Going going into going into the playoffs. I mean I could be wrong because you know Verlander and Max Scherzer they're they're legends and you know it could it could be a situation where, you know, some old men really run it up in New York and you know, the Mets magic come out of nowhere, but I don't think the issue is the lineup. I really do. I, I think the issue is, is going to come from the starting rotation. That's definitely, definitely my opinion there. I think if anything, they'll, they'll have a better year next year than they did this year because now these two old-ass pitchers have a chip on their shoulder. One got rocked and didn't make it Didn't make it past, what, the wild card? The other How one, could you... <laughs> Verlander had the a good World Series. Though. Yeah, but yeah, but why would Justin Verlander have a chip on his shoulder? He won the World Series. <laughs> he has a hot. He's banging his hot ass wife. He just got paid the bag. I'm telling you, if this guy isn't riding off into the sunset, I would be shocked. The, Come on now, Verlander After getting rocked. Yo, he got rocked in the postseason. I know he for always does he though. He played. He played oh, well in his last. His last start for the World Series. He played well. Yeah, I was gonna he, say he actually had a good. St- he did good in the World he did, Series. He it did. was. The, it was the playoffs beforehand. He didn't do too like well. And he didn't sure do like, he terrible. To, it was, he, wasn't great. He wants. He wants it to continue. You don't want to go out like that, bro. He a Hall I mean, of Famer with two rings, no matter what. Of course, but regardless, I he think he's up to Nolan Ryan. You already know that that's already enough of a chip on his shoulder to want to be one of the best. I, I mean, don't he think he has is. the pride to like not want to play well. Like he seems too like stubborn to like be like I'm just gonna shit the bed. Like I don't think. Well, I don't think I don't think it's a situation like, I'm gonna win where... this NL Cy Young and go back to back Cy Youngs in different leagues. And well, I, I'm not saying like like he's gonna sit here and like shit the bed, but I'm just saying I don't think he's gonna be as driven as you guys need him to be at the top of your rotation. Unless you're gonna throw Scherzer at the top of your rotation, okay. but. Again, I am petrified of Max Scherzer going into this season. He's in a he's in a new team, and he still has to prove he kind of still has to prove himself. The same way he did from Detroit to Houston, yeah. Like what he did in Houston, Cy Young, um, no hitter, two rings. Him at his age, he wants another ring and have a have more kids with with Kate Up. I bet you he's not gonna get erectile dysfunction until he's like sixty five. But yo, what's up, Chris? What, what you what you feel about the Mets? I already told you how I feel about the Mets. The Mets, you know, signing all these these big names, making all these moves, looking like the Yankees. You know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how they how they play. Well, <laughs> Wolfie's <not>. like. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the thing is that like because the uh, the MLB chat said it too. And the other thing is like I don't understand. It's like the Mets go out and get literally the top names in free agency. And then anytime they do a move, there's always like a counter. It's like, well, they didn't do this, they didn't do that. It's like, well, if they, my, didn't, like I if said, they didn't get Verlander, like, you... like who would they have got? Nathan Avaldi? 
Ro- I mean, <laughs> I thought Rodon was perfect. I thought Rodon was perfect for the Mets. He's hungry. He wants it. He wants bro, to be the top guy in a top rotation. Bro, he's pitched Give one, it to him. He's pitched one healthy season in like five years. And that and one healthy season, I would buy a, a lot of stuff. Bro, you guys are talking. And, and that's two. He has, he has two back-to-back healthy seasons. Bro, both of, you got, you, both of you guys in here, your thing wasn't about the regular season. It was about the postseason. One dude literally had a panic attack and threw a bat in the freaking dugout in the middle of the regular season because he couldn't handle pressure. And you guys think that's the guy we need in our team to go to the postseason? The guy had a panic attack in the dugout and hurt his own teammate. And you guys are like, oh, and like it, the postseason. Like, bro, this guy couldn't pitch in nowhere San Francisco in like a – Well, I mean, like I'm, not saying, you, I'm not like, saying you replace Verlander <laughs> with fucking Rodon. I'm saying like get Rodon. Like, like I'm like oh, I, oh, I'm just saying just say this, this right If here, we didn't get Senga, I would a hundred percent be on that board. And I, at the same time, we also don't know what Senga can do. But like, Verlander was basically replacing Degrom. Senga was placing. And that's passive. exactly what I'm saying. Is like you're basically the the key to this season right now is if Senga is good or not. Which for the Mets, why are you leaving it up to that question mark? Because is my thing. Yeah, but at the same time, it's also well. First off, it's a two-year deal, so I think they're going to get Otani next year. But that's a different conversation. But at the same time, like Carlos Rodon's track record isn't actually like that great. Like he had an okay year. He did good last year with the Giants. Then he had like a half good season with the White Sox. And Bro, he's coming off that, a back-to-back. He's coming good. off a back-to-back top five Cy Young years or top. Yeah, like five I said, and then league. before that, but he's also had injury history before that. He's never done it for like. A track record. Of yeah, but he's in his he's in his prime. He's in his Shohei Otani has had Shohei Otani started his career injured as fuck. But you guys were telling me that we got to pay him six hundred milli. What'd you say? I'm he definitely sorry, deserves six at least. Shohei Otani started off his first four years of his career injured, but he's gotten it together his last two. But we're, we're oh, about not, to give him the bad. I'm not saying that like Rodon's I mean, horrible like comparison, bad, but but I'm saying like to act like it's like oh my god, like like dude, if Sanga throws a hundred and two. And it comes in even like like at like a two something ERA, like it's like yeah you're right it's a question mark but at the same time if he's actually good you might save like a hundred million dollars plus you only have him for two years, like I'm not saying Rodon wasn't bad but it's not like we got like a guy that's ten times worse. I think it's gonna work out for the Mets only because they literally have two of arguably the best pitchers in baseball. Like, but bro, is bro, Matt bro. is Max Scherzer like, that anymore though? I mean, he was good. No, 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 I'm talking dude, about. Bitch. I'm talking about game wise, for them at, at the at, at their peak. Well, they at the end of the peak. All the years they have accumulated understanding the game, what they could teach him. While while they while they are on their way out, he's on his way in to show up for New York. Imagine he just comes in and like Max Scherzer's just sitting there all angry and fucking growling and shit. Dude, I hope they teach that kid. That would be great. Verlander's just sitting there with like a smirk on his face. He's like, what the you know fuck how, is going on You know on how here? funny that shit's gonna be because you know Mad Max likes to stare you down and just be like and then that coach over there they find it that disrespectful. They gonna fight one time. <laughs> he doesn't know what I look nah. Not going to lie, Wolf, you're probably right, because if you pair Rodon and Max Scherzer in that fucking dugout, it's probably a whole lot of growling at each other. That, that'd probably be bad. Plus, <laughs> was actually, to, to my defense, though, I actually think, I don't know if you guys remember this. Remember I had that argument, like, episode three or four, that I wasn't too high on Rodon. I was like, oh, he's like a two. He's not an ace. So, like, it's it's been like a long track record for me. Like, I'm not hating on Rodon. It's just that, like, 
I'm well, I mean, my thing count. is I always thought that Rodon had the stuff. It's just I needed to see the health. In the last two years, he's been pretty healthy, and the stuff is now, like, it's all just working. So, um, and I, I think personally he just he needed to get out of Chicago. We know that Chicago, the White Sox don't know how to take care of anybody. They're all injured all the time. They don't – it's it's bad. That's a good point. They fucking suck. I hate those guys. By the way, something that is really interesting to talk about with the rotation that actually does scare me, especially if Senga doesn't perform well, um, probably in the next couple episodes, I wouldn't even be surprised if it happens before our next episode, we're probably trading Cookie Carrasco. Him, McCann, and Ruff are probably going to be packaged for someone else, which actually can help the DH spot if the ball depends when we get back. But then that's what I'm really worried because Peterson. Wait, you said, wait, you said Carrasco, McCann, and Ruff. Yeah, dude, that's what they just reported recently. They reported like an hour. Take that package in for. I, dude, I know. I swear to God, bro, I couldn't believe it. Like two hours ago, there's a report to the Nationals for Steven Strasburg. Dude, there's a report that's like (laughs) multiple teams are in on Darren Ruff. I'm like, the guy that hit 120. Who? Like, who is in on him? Like. This guy just keeps generating interest, Darren Ruff. Yeah. So they said that's probably going to be the package, and I'm like, I can't, I can't even imagine what team would take that, like Detroit. Right. <laughs> like... So moving on, um, you know the Mets. Speaking of the Mets, Jacob Degrom. So Jacob Degrom, he, um, I guess he completely fell out with the Mets. He didn't even give the Mets a chance. Didn't even really return any of their calls. And he goes to the Texas Rangers. So he goes to the Rangers on a ridiculous five-year deal. Uh, Wolfie, why don't you lead us off with that with your organic take? Yeah, uh, that's pretty solid. Um, as much as I wanted to ground to stay, still got his jersey up. Um, that was okay. a solid move for Texas. I mean, like, bro, they've been going for it. They've been spending money the last two seasons now between <coughs> – him, Seeger, and Simeon, they've dished out like over half a million dollars or half a billion dollars. Half a billion, yeah. And uh, granted, that division is still strong. That's the only thing I'm a little skeptical about, but it's better to do something than nothing. And than they nothing. got their ace, man. I mean, we're. N- <coughs> God, I'm dying. Even with all the injury history he's had, they got the guy they needed to lead that rotation. Plus, they have other decent pieces in there, too. They still have Gray there as well. Um, That was a solid move. I still think they need to do more, and I don't know if they're going to do too much more this season, but at least for, like, the next, like, five years, they're set up in a really good spot. And it's just good to see, like, we talked about, this smaller market team's actually doing something. And they did it quick. They didn't mess around. They're like, we want him. Apparently, the rumor was, too, they even said to him, you're not allowed to go back. You have to take it now. And I guess they just made such a great offer to him that he's like, all right, I'm, I'm good to go. And, like, hey, maybe he, they'll be the next Nolan Ryan for him. Who knows? Yo, Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I for once I agree with Woofie. He's, he, he's had a good team. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, Appreciate it. Bro. I think the, the Rangers got a significantly better. And, you know, they have, they have tons of – Tons of bats, you know. I think they were, they were positive run differential last year, right? And they were like, they were like one of the only teams that were negative in the standings, but positive in runs. So, you know, that's the first step. See what they do next. And uh, I think I said before that they're going to win the World Series in 2025, and I'm going to stand by that. So, oh damn, here's here's to that. 
I did. I, said, I think I said Mariners, Mariners, and yep, the All Star games there. Yep. So oh, the Mariners this year, and then so, the year after that, the Rangers. Plus two, the I, contract wasn't that much. I, mean, I think it was under forty mil per year, right? Thirty-seven, I think it was. No, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good some, too. Somewhere around. Well, it was the it was the fifth year that I sold them. So I mean, for for Degrom, it's like why why not take that contract? It was it was ridiculous. Like let let me put that out there right now. That contract is ridiculous for Jacob Degrom, someone that hasn't had a healthy season in a while. For someone that hasn't doesn't have the playoff experience, um, you're giving him a deal as if like he's you know whatever. He's Jacob Degrom. I get it. I get why he got the deal, but. I just don't think he necessarily deserved a deal like that, considering his health, considering just considering everything that out there. But whatever, I see why the Rangers did it. You got to get primal. You got to get aggressive. You know, you see the Astros continue to improve. Again, it, it's it's why I look at the Mariners and I'm confused because the Rangers they see the Astros improve again. Like you're letting Yuli Gurriel go and you're replacing him with Jose Abreu. That's insane. So what do they do? They get Jacob DeGrom. And what I like about this deal the most is that they're going to have, um, you know, Lighter and they're going to have Kumar Rocker come up and get the the tutorship of Jacob DeGrom. I think that is the hugest part of this deal. I think that is the biggest reason why I like the five years. But the other reason is that, like you said, Wolfie, it's the Rangers getting aggressive. It's better to do it than to not do it. Why not get DeGrom? Why not throw him in the beginning of your ro- rotation? If he gets hurt for the next five years... Everyone thought it would happen anyway. So but if he's healthy, did, you got the next Nolan Ryan. I just realized we did forgot always, someone. Did he always get hurt? What did he always did? He, did he always get hurt at a certain point in the year, or was it always like just random? Who Degrom? He's DeGrom. just always been hurt. No, he no, he was good for like three or four years, but he had this problem last year where it was like this That's the weird problem. Yeah, and he's like, oh, it's hurting, Boys? but it's not. But the problem is every MRI nah, you know he's ever it had it wasn't broken. You know what it is? He was in that the fucking it's too A-Rogers. cold. It's too cold. It's too cold in New York. Texas. That, wow, that's an interesting but thing. But the problem was it was happening the bones. In, it happened in July. So it's like wouldn't he be warmed up? I don't know. Well, but he the could thing he, is he maybe he's not used deal. to it. I don't I don't know. Um I also was going to say I mean, he can't say he's not used to it. He's been in the team forever at this point like he came up in that farm system too, and it's just like. I think it's the fact that he's up. throwing too fast. I think he's throwing way too fast consistently because he threw like the most hundred it, mile an hours. The thing is, like the ground. If you look at the ground body and belt, he he's throwing beyond what his body's probably even capable of. In my like, in my opinion, well, you give him some some ten, twelve, twenty pounds of, of muscle, some little bit of like Bartolo's you know arm fat, and throw it on. What they say. <laughs> They say everything everything is bigger in Texas, so maybe he'll gain a little bit of weight. Well, my thing, my thing about the Rangers, <laughs> I like that. My thing oh, about man. the Rangers also was like, why I I get Degrom, but why Seager and Simeon? I I would like to see this money wrapped up in a different trio, but whatever. Let, let's see how it goes. So we're not going to talk about Adolis Garcia, a star. Yeah, well, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm yeah. just saying, like the three players that they put all of their money into, like half a billion dollars or a billion, whatever it is now. Um, you know, Degrom, Seager, and Simeon. I'd like to see it be a better trio um, with all the free agents that have been available the last two, three years. But it is you what forgot, it is. You forgot the best guy that they just got back this year, Martin Perez. Martin Perez. How Everybody about a nineteen forgot. milli? 
19 million for Martin fucking Perez. Good for Let's him, go. man. Good for Let's him. Let's go. He was <laughs> solid last year. Comeback. He was, well, even like, he was they need one more guy. I, I'm, unless I'm forgetting someone was. in their rotation. Well, their that's the thing. Is, is like Gray, they're not. Martin and DeGrom. And they got Heaney, and they got um, they got some other guys. Oh, they guy. got Heaney. They, Heaney. they got Heaney. But that's right. the thing is, like, they don't have to do too garbage. much with the rotation right now, is because they're waiting for Lighter and Kumar Rocker. That's gonna be their next, their next big guys. So I tell you one thing, it actually would have been dope if they got Verlander too. I don't know why, like, Verlander just swaps over to the other Texas team. Him and Degrom back to back. That would have been great. But no, that's actually well, not a terrible Devonta... rotation. Then Devonta, you got anything um else to say about Degrom? The Grom, Marcelo, he should have came back. You know how crazy it would have been. The Grom, Verlander, Shohei, Amapanga. Wow, Amapanga. East, East, that's that's really the evil empire. I'm telling you, Shohei is gonna go somewhere, bro. I'm telling you guys this now, right? Shohei went to the Angels, and that was fucking weird. I'm telling you, he's going to go somewhere weird. He's not going to go to the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets. or He's going to go somewhere weird, I'm telling you. It's going to be like the Pirates. No, Watch. bro, that dude wants to win. I don't know if he's going to go the to the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. He wants to go to the postseason. He wants to the Diamondbacks. I don't think he's really going to sign for, for a big contract. Like he, In my opinion, from the way I've seen him play, he don't seem like money phases him like, you know, six hundred. To... Like he, he doesn't come with with a Juan Soto take, and he's like, "I'm worth six hundred million dollars. Don't talk to me. Don't don't even follow me if we're not gonna talk about six hundred million." To die backs, but but I'm sorry, I got I got some hot cocoa delivered. I was gonna to say me. Yeah, you Christmas you are just going hard over there. No, dude, he's. He, to... I would love to see that happen. Peppermint with I cream see... topping. Oh, peppermint. Yeah, asshole's gonna be bleeding. But bro, he wants to play in the post. <laughs> he wants to play in the postseason. As you yeah. should, yo. When you that gifted, why should go to the Diamondbacks? The Pirates are gonna be the Orioles of last year, this year. Wait, you said the Diamondbacks. The I like Pirates the Diamondbacks. are gonna be the, the Pirates. Are we gonna be what? The Pirates are gonna be the Orioles that were last year, but they're gonna be this year's Orioles last year, this year, whatever that you means. Don't have a good year, um. What's, what's Marte's first name from the Diamondbacks? I always confuse his name from Starlin. Cattell. Yo, Cattell's going to have a breakout year. Cattell won. Speaking, no. speaking of that, Chris, you're right. speaking Patrick of that, the, Philly, the Phillies signed Trey Turner. <laughs> it has nothing to oh, do sorry. with no. Cattell Marte. <laughs> Corbin Carroll. Sorry. <laughs> so the Phillies signed Trey Turner. Um, I'll, give, I'll give my first take because he's a former national. I like it, and the reason why I like it is because, listen, man, you know, when you're the Philadelphia Phillies, when, you know, when you go on a lucky World Series run like you just did and you lose because of pitching and for the last several years in a row you lose because of pitching, it's nice to see that your division rival doesn't go after the pitching that they still continuously fucking need. So I like it. They they put another big contract on the books. I think they got $1 billion wrapped up into hitter, hitters alone. Um, between Castellanos and Real Muto and Harper and um, Schwarber and all these guys. I love it. Now, just like good old times, Trey Turner and Bryce Harper, they can lose in Philly together. Dilly dilly, just like they lost in Washington every single year. I love it. 
Um, but in all honesty, I don't really think it really does much for Philly because, again, they need pitching. I don't really understand who's running the front office there. I understand that you guys just had a really you know good playoff run. But at the end of the day, you got to still f- wake up and face facts and get your pitching, which they did not do or still haven't done. I know they got time, but they, they didn't address the needs. They decided to just throw the bag at Trey Turner. And I get it. Trey Turner is a revolutionary player. But at the end of the day, it's just not what I think that they're going to need. Yeah. They lost Gibson, Syndergaard, and uh, Suarez already. And they only replaced them with Walker. So you still have two guys. And even then, your top three is Walker. Taiwan Walker is, like, super shaky. Yeah. Especially in the second half. And you gave him the bag. Dude, they need at least two more guys. That's the thing with the Phillies, man. Like, you're right, dude. They're bad. Their lineup is fucking nasty when you look at their players. If they're all performing. Right, and we, we know, like, we know they, their run was because of their bats. Like, we know that. Like, that 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 was obvious. Like, their bats came alive. Harper came alive. Schwarber was hitting bombs. All this good stuff. But they lost because of their pitching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude, and it's crazy, too, because, like, their bullpen's not technically great, and, like, you're two guys down. Like, Walker, like, as your solid third is not, like... I mean, I like Walker, but, like, especially in the postseason as your third, like... Dude, honestly, I don't see the... Like, I still don't understand how the Phillies got to the postseason last year. They just went on a run. And, like, dude, looking at the... Like, even if the Mets... Because right now, I still think the Braves are, like, the best team in that division... So if they're the best team, and say even the Mets are the second best team, like what are the Phillies like? Are they still that third wild card team that's just gonna hope they're going on another run? Dude, they need at least two more solid pitchers, and I think they lose Wheeler. Like, uh, National League is in shambles. I think they lose both those guys in a couple of years. Nola and Wheeler. Carlos Correa, whatever team he goes to, if it's in the National League, that team is gonna go to the NLCS. Watch. You know who I can see the Phillies getting? Nathan Valdi. Yep, I Nathan can see Wally. that. I could definitely. I mean, that. I could. That's like another reunion, old old Sox reunions. No, you know who they should Nathan get? Yale, they should get Carlos Rodon, and then you have Wheeler, Rodon, Nola as your top three. Then you can have Walker as your fourth. I th- I think they should fifth. just enter. I think they should just enter the season with what they got. I think Rodon is going to the Yankees. I think they should too. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the Padres. Um, so they got Xander, Xander Bogarts, adding to this ridiculous lineup. Um, Chris, why don't you why don't you lead us off with your take? Because you are almost a Padres fan coming into this. Yeah, I mean they have they have you, they have Blake Snell. You know they have not not so Padres, Chris. <laughs> Man, I mean they're they're. They got they got some question marks so as to what they're going to do at shortstop now, because you know Xander said going into this to the offseason he wasn't going to play another position. You know you guys alluded to a trade of Tatis, but I mean, what about Kim? What about Han Sung Kim? Like he played pretty well last year, so you know, and then you can't really move him to to another to another infield position, so. It kind of maybe maybe trade some of those guys and you and you get somebody. I I don't know. Maybe they just keep spending because the Padres have made all these big ass offers, 
So one, they're trying to either show like Soto, like they don't care about money. They'll sign whoever they need to, or they're thinking like long, long term, like, you know, if Soto leaves next year, at least we got all these guys. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, who who's to say that they don't go out and get fucking Carlos Rodon or, or just keep stacking up, paying more money because, you know, they, they're all it seems like to me. The NL is, is not worried about money, and, like, the only team that – I mean, the Braves are the only – the Braves still have could, – could still spend a lot of money, which they haven't yet. It's, it's kind of weird because, you know, I, I thought I thought Trey Turner was going to go to the Braves, but – I don't know. I'm telling it's, you, it's I, I think I think it's that Acuna issue that I was that I was telling you guys about way before. I think like again, I, I think it would rub that whole locker room the wrong way. You sign someone to a big contract and all those dudes are underpaid. I think they set themselves up for quite the big disaster. Yeah, that was one of the reports yeah. too when they were talking about that earlier. Because it it's like you see some you see some white dude come in with this big contract. All right, I'm I'm done. But, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, my my opinion on the Padres is like, you know, I, I love that they got Xander. Um, like you said, Chris, you know, they do have some stuff to figure out at shortstop. But I do think Xander is your starting shortstop. And here's why I say that. I I say that because they're going to force Tatis to figure it out. They're, they're going to make him positionless. You know, you're, you're going to figure out where you're going to play. And I like that they're not, you know, succumbing to him. They're They're not... They're not making it like okay, Tatis. What do you want to do? They're making it, you know, we're we're getting Xander and we're we're picking this up whether you're with us or not. You know, if you want to be with us, you know, figure it out, find your role with the team. But if not, we're gonna keep this, you know, this beat going with or without you. As you can obviously see, you know, we went to the NLCS. We did all this good stuff without you. Um, we'll continue to do amazing things with or without you. Because um, if anything, I think they'll trade him and extend Soto or. If Tatis comes back and he's really, really good, they'll have Tatis, and then I think they won't have the money for Juan Soto now. Um, that's another issue that I think they'll have, have to look at in two years. But regardless, I love the trade, or I love the signing for the Padres. Think about what this sets up for them, though, um, when Tatis comes back. If Tatis is still in a Padres uniform, they're going to have Tatis, Xander, Machado, Juan Soto, Good fucking luck to every pitcher that faces this team once they are fully healthy and fully active because I would not, not want to be figuring that out. Because now you're talking about you're going to have to give Juan Soto pitching, you're going to have to give Machado pitching, and you're going to have to give Tatis pitching. And I don't know, Tatis could have a 50, 50 home run season. I could see it, even even with missing 20 games. Even with missing 20 games. What do, what do you think, Wolf? No, I like the signing too, and to be honest, like it was kind of like even shocking too with the judge thing that they were signing these guys for such big money or offering it too because they have the Machado contract, they have the Tatis contract. You know, Darvish is getting paid pretty well. They have Snell and Musgrove. Um, but the thing with them too, I think they also did some smart moves. Like they shed Hosmer's contract, so that actually opened up some payroll for them, which we didn't really think about too much at the time, but that was really smart. Um, they also got their closer for this year already with Hader, so they're kind of set up at least with some parts of the bullpen already. Um, the thing that scares me about that team right now is actually their starting rotation, because right now it's just Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove. They lost Sean Manaya, they lost Clevenger, which even though those guys weren't great for them, they're still a little bit shaky at the back end. What's up? 
I said they didn't really look too much with them. Uh, wait, also to... Agreed, I agree. Did they actually sign Suarez from the Phillies? Is that where he went? I can't remember where he went. The, whoever was Robert Suarez from pitcher for the uh, Phillies this year. If Imagine they the, sign Will That'd be wild. That would be sweet. But, dude, they're... They're freaking... Well, as actually right now, it sounds like Tatis, there was a uh, report that he actually might play right field, which is pretty weird. I don't know why, not center field. Um, but, yeah, if you had Tatis, Soto... Machado, Cronenworth, him, those guys alone, then you have Nola behind the uh, hedges. Or Are you forget Trent Grisham? Can't forget the best. Yeah, Trent Grisham. Uh, no, dude, they're, they're <laughs> stacks, man. Like, they're a good team. Uh, don't forget David Dahl. They yeah. signed David Dahl. I don't know if, like, the Dodgers are getting much better. But like they're a good team. They, they couldn't just keep getting Padre, and that's what I'm and that's what I'm saying. It's like they, they got the lineup. You know, they, they get maybe like you said, maybe another pitcher. This those team four, is spooky. Man. Dude, those four, like think about it. Soto, Machado, Patis, Bogarts, all back to back. And then like and like you said, Devontae, Grisham, right? Like you said Wolfie Cronenworth. Like guys like that that are like surrounding these four are gonna Can't. have like benefit Kim, yeah. like Chris said. Like, guys like that are going to benefit so much. So much. And the catch, isn't the catch of Jorge Alfaro, whatever his name is? Yeah. yeah. Alfaro. Alfaro. And he, he was hitting bombs, too. Austin, Austin Nola, that's what I'm thinking of. Don't forget, they still got Luis Campusano, their, their top prospect. They still got him. They didn't trade him uh, to the Nats. So. They're they really want because also, too, they beat they, the Dodgers in the postseason, so if they played, like, the regular season and actually were better than the Dodgers once... Because they basically beat the Dodgers once they had Soto. So if you have Soto and Bogarts now against the Dodgers all year, that could flip that. And Tatis. And, and Tatis. And Tatis. Yeah, and you that's just why I three like... guys. That's three stars. Year. Not Padres just three guys, three stars. Yeah. And the Padres are a team, I think, before... I, I'd say before they got... Who was it? Um, the Upton brothers and Craig Kimbrell when they started doing a whole bunch of stupid <laughs> shit like that. They were a team that we were like, why do they exist? You know, they're, they're, just, they're just out here just putting a whole bunch of stupid stuff on the field. Like, they're just rotating, you know, players in and out of their organization every two or three years. And then all of a sudden, they just started randomly going for it. They got Justin Upton, BJ Upton... Um, you know, Craig Kimbrell, and then out of nowhere they're signing Machado, and now all of a sudden they're here because they just got aggressive and went for it. If any of these teams are listening to this podcast, just go for it. Follow the Padres' way and just sign whoever's available and trade for whoever's available and just do what you got to do. And it's crazy how much they ramped up after the All-Star game because everything they did before the All-Star game, everybody pretty much wrote them out. And to see how well, happens. yeah, I mean, because it, it's like no. they they have horrible luck. That's the issue, is that they're doing they're making the right moves. They just have horrible luck, and their their luck is going to end when Soto leaves. Come back Dude, to Washington. If they had freaking Rodon. Oh yeah, he's gonna come back to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I got the money for it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'll never get a, another ring with him ever again. Well, Devontae, tell us what you uh, feel about the Padres and Xander Bogarts and all that good ish. I'm fucking devastated about Xander Bogarts. Like, <laughs> he's going to wear an ugly-ass uniform. That's the uniform I definitely don't want to buy. I don't think they're stuff. bringing that back next year. They... I think you're not talking about the regular ones, right? They're ta- You're talking about them colorful shits? Both. 
<laughs> but the oh, come on, the brown ones ain't that bad. You hate? I don't, I don't hate. I don't want to say I hate it. I just dislike like. Bro, they're professional UPS workers. Exactly. <laughs> Someone's got to do it in every that's league. A good point. I never really thought about that. That should be the City Connect uniform next year. Bro, the Browns do it in the NFL, and then who does it in the, in the NBA? Does somebody wear brown? I don't, I don't think so. The Cavs uh, do occasion. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bucks, not really. Brown. brown. Um, <clears throat> my th- Either way, uh, one team in every sport has to wear that ugly color. I like it yeah. because it's just so different. It's like Colorado where like, yeah, they're like the only ones that have Oakland purple. got that ugly-ass green, too. That's beside the point. Um, <laughs> devastated that Xander left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm devastated that Xander left. But, like, yo, that's a fucking team on paper you don't want to face. Like, just that. And I have yo, a- I'm telling, like, I, if, if I'm any of these pitchers, I'm like, yeah, man, this hangnail that just appeared this morning. You see this? Oh, wow, I'm out. I'm, I'm out hurt. this week. I'm out. That, <laughs> I hate you. Hangnail. You heard it here first. DeGrom is not going to want to face the Mets whenever they come to town. That's what, that's going to be DeGrom's case. My back is blown out. I completely agree back with out. you. The Mets he's, did. He's, he's going to pull a Noah Syndergaard. I completely agree. So, um... It's Padres, man. That's what fucking team to be. It's just... <laughs> it's, just it's just a matter of pitching for them. Because, um... You know, I'm a firm believer that if Manny Machado has another year like he did this year, he's yesterday's price. It's not today's price. I want more money. Yeah, he no might just even leave because of the money. Like, come on now, he's one of baseball's greatest villains. Why not? And what I and that's what I'm saying is if if Machado gets that protection of Juan Soto, Tatis, and Xander, oh my <sighs> God, are we gonna see like a three like three forty? Like we might see no shift. For some of these guys, no shit for Juan Soto. Are you kidding me? Oh my god, he can hit to all sides of the field regardless. But oh my god, oh my god, this is about to be crazy. <laughs> this is about to be crazy. Yo, plus you can make the argument that the pitching he's facing in that division, which I never really thought about till right now, is way worse than what he was facing in the NL East. Think about it. He had the Mets rotation, the Braves rotation, even the Phillies weren't bad last year. But now he has to go against Colorado. Uh, the Diamondbacks, the Giants have no one left anymore, bro. Yeah. He's gonna I think, hit like three. I think he'll do. I think his transition will be better this time around as it was like when he first got traded because he was ass. Yep, I completely. He first agree. got traded and then you know it picked up playoffs. He was fucking burning. But I hundred percent agree with that. He's gonna come out rolling this year. So to you know we got all these hot teams you know doing good. You know, let, let's talk about some of the quieter off seasons here to kind of wrap up. So we had the Braves. Well, I want to kind of include the Astros in this. We know they got Jose Abreu, um, but they're a little bit different from the other two teams I'm going to mention. So the Braves and the Dodgers, they've had some real quiet off seasons. They haven't done too much, not as much as we'd probably expect out of teams. Yeah, that, a lot of people. You know, two teams that really shit the bed. We kind of expect them you know, making the moves that the Mets have. Because what I appreciate out of the Mets is that even though I just sat here and said I didn't really like their moves, at the same time, they're still sitting here after a very... A a season where you win 100 games and you fail to achieve what you were supposed to achieve, which is a deep playoff run. 
You know, you go out and you try to fix the issues. You try to change it up. You try to just not make the same mistakes. And it just seems like the Braves and the Dodgers want to just go back in the next season and just put the put the same frustration on the field. So I don't know. What do you what do you guys think about the the quietness from them so far? want me to go or <laughs> Chris why don't you leave this one Penis. <laughs> I mean for me for me anyway I think the Braves are a little bit better off than the Dodgers are because they just lost Trey Turner but well the Braves know, just made have... a trade too so yeah three team trade for second, the I was almost Sean like, Murphy. who the fuck did they just trade? That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Sean, yeah, Sean yeah, yeah. For, I, uh, but, I mean, it was also you're getting rid of Wilson guy. Contreras for Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's kind of giving you the same production that you already have out of, um, what's his face, uh, Darno. So, yeah, not I mean, that like, relevant. But Another move for, you know, in case of insurance policy yeah. for next year, but... I mean the Braves are the Braves are like set for for six seven years. I think you know they they got everybody locked up. They just need to. I feel like their biggest thing is they need to figure out what they're gonna do with um, what's his face Azunia, and they gotta figure out what they're gonna do with Acuna. So because you know once one says they're not happy, one is out there, you know drinking and driving, doing all whatever he's doing out there. But he and his wife drinking and driving. This dude's a maniac. <laughs> Hey, and he's still just... in, and he's still in the major leagues, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, there's something I thought about too that you just mentioned about the six to seven years thing. Because I kind of forgot about someone. Everybody keeps talking about the fact they lost Dansby Swanson, but there's three kind of major improvements they made that's going to help them this upcoming season. Michael Harris Jr., Grisham, both of those guys didn't play the whole year. They only brought them up like in the year. So if you have a full season of those guys. Plus, there's a guy that everybody keeps forgetting about. Ozzy Albies was hurt almost all last year. And if you have him for a full season now again, that's like improvements. I'm not saying like it doesn't hurt that they lost some guys, but they're not in like – it's not like they just like lost like 10 wins throughout the year or something. This like division's that. wide open for the Nationals. <laughs> Dude, they, <laughs> them and Miami are just I mean, so I'm discreet right now. It it sucks because it seemed like Miami like they could they could swoop right, they could have like easily swooped right in if they just kept with the momentum they had from 2020 and just kept building that team that they had. They Think just, about they, they just had need to trade. Though. They just need to trade Sandy and let Sandy fucking play with a playoff contender. That's what they trade, need to do. Trade him to the Red Sox. Like I think all all the other teams just need to come together and say like, hey, you gotta fucking trade Sandy like to somebody. Like, <laughs> you imagine all like, twenty nine teams just come at them like, hey, like that's what they gotta be like, discussing. Like in the an intervention, <laughs> like they're all sitting on the table. Like just trade the guy. The like room. just trade him. Like trade trade him. Trade Pablo and trade fuck oh. or and trade fucking uh, me, Solar. It's just it's a real unfortunate situation with the Braves though. Um, with the whole Acuna thing, with the rumors now swirling and everything, him wanting more money or whatever the case may be, why he's unhappy. Because it's just like, I get it. I mean, I just, the magic isn't there, I don't think, you know, with, with Acuna and the, and the Braves anymore. You know, you, you go down with a major injury. Your team, you know, your team should not do as good as they did after their star goes down. Like, that should take, that, that should take the, the air out of the sails. But they go, they win without you. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be disrespectful, but I can see, you know, Acuna, it's just 
it's just not right anymore because it was kind of like Acuna was supposed to be the one guy that kind of like you know is is the guy that brings Atlanta back to the promised land, and it wasn't that case at all. So I can see where it, you know, it's just not the same. So you know, I can see why he wants to get out, but it's just unfortunate because Acuna is like a top, top, top talent, and if he goes somewhere else, I can see him absolutely Yo. just. I'm going to the Reckon. Yankees. To the Red Sox. To the Red Sox. I like Yo, that. I hope so. Trade, I hope so. trade Imagine them. all this bullshit trade was just them. for the Red Sox to get a Cooney. He's like, I've had this plan. Yo, like, honestly, like, like, <laughs> I mean, we could trade them fucking, what's his face? Jeter Downs. Trade him fucking. We'll give we'll give Marcelo <laughs> Marcelo Byer Byer uh, Marcelo Byers too can go too. That guy that just no. Uh, let's not let's not give the Braves all these good yeah, guys, man. It. Let's give them fuck a bunch it. of trash. Fuck it, give it to him. Give it to him. You know what? I think I think that's the Braves, what I hate. They're gonna trade Acuna and get a whole bunch more loaded. I, I don't I don't think he goes anywhere. You know I think that they sit down. They say hey. Even though you played last year the whole year, you weren't yourself the whole year. So maybe this year, you know, play health, play safe, like be healthy and play really well and more money's to come because it's not like they don't have the money. So it's like they're also it could be also like they're setting these guys up with like livable contracts. I mean, they're 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 not doing poorly. And then like it feels like they could say like, hey, you know, play two years, three years, and then earn more money. You know right. what I mean? So like, I that's feel fair. like, I feel like that's a fair conversation that he might, that he, you know, it's fair to both team, like team and player. Yeah. It's like, coming hot to the end of the year though. Man, I was just thinking hurting. to myself, I had like a whole rabbit hole moment with myself and I'm just here like, I hope Kyle Bloom is doing all of this just so we could get Shohei Otani. And if we did get Shohei Otani, I could forgive him. Like, the whole Red Sox nation would go fucking crazy. That Honestly, it, it that's the only reason why any of this would make sense is that the Red Sox are trying to clear so much cap space that they can afford Otani in any scenario that presents. Like they're they're preparing for like his top offer to be like eight hundred mil or some shit. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, which is why they're not even paying Devers yet, just in case. <laughs> Who knows? Like, oh, and change the name of the Green Monster and call it the. the like they're gonna sacrifice everybody. Like they sell half the Godzilla. <laughs> it's gonna be Godzilla. They're gonna rename it to just Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it works. Yeah, whatever it takes. They're gonna re. They're gonna. It's gonna instead of being a fucking wall, it's gonna be up like a fucking Godzilla. Itself. They're gonna fucking. They're gonna start canceling Chris Sales on important checks. <laughs> Mascot's gonna change to a reptile. <laughs> Imagine. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be, but they're gonna have to change it to like, you know, they gotta change it to like dinosaur. Miami gonna around the stadium. But um, a swamp in the middle. Wolfie, do you have um, do you have any opinions on the Braves? No, well, I was gonna say if it was the Braves, the Braves are like I think they're fine. When it was like the Braves and the Dodgers not doing anything, like I was at first, I was thinking about it because like the Dodgers have been winning games for like a while now. Like, bro, think of their lineup. Their lineup, honestly, like, are they gonna win a hundred games again? Like, you still have Mookie Betts, Will Smith, Freddie Freeman. You lost Justin Turner, which I know it's not much, but still, he hit like two sixty ish, two fifty last year. You lost Trey Turner, which was huge. 
Bellinger didn't do much. He's not even there anymore. Chris Taylor, I think they traded mid-season, right? I think he went somewhere. Am I thinking of something? He got hurt. Oh, okay. But either way, like I don't think their team is like honestly like that great anymore. But their new oh, shortstop is mo- listen. They have a trend. I think their last like three short um, starting shortstops short, have short all gotten ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> their last their last three starting shortstops, which I think was uh, who are they? I'm, I think I'm gonna need some major help here because one of them was Seager, uh, um, Hanley. No, <laughs> <laughs> it, whoever they were. Their last three um, starting shortstops have all gotten the bag when they reached uh, free agency. The next one is Gavin Lux, and I think he's going to be pretty good. I think he, that's he gonna is. Be... Oh, Lux you know who did terrible? Like Lux. Yeah, Lux, Lux I kind of forgot about. The one guy, you know what? I take it back, too, because it kind of – you know, it's the same thing with Bellinger, actually, because he was so shit last year. The one guy that was so bad last year was Max Muncy. Bro, he hit because yeah. I had him in my fantasy team. Bro, he hit like I don't expect that to happen again. That's well, he yeah, was that's also a good point. coming yeah, exactly. He was also coming off a major elbow surgery as well. Yeah, so that's the thing with the Dodgers. It really yeah. is all depends on health too. Yeah, I mean their their pitchers were banged up all last year too. Yeah, Walker Bueller will be coming back. Um, I don't know. I I think for the Dodgers though, you do got to get a little aggressive. I mean, the Padres are there. I think the Padres will really compete with them for the division finally again. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on the Padres and what they do with their starting rotation because, Wolfie, like you said, I don't really like where they're at with their starting pitching. I think if the Padres get another pitcher, the Dodgers should really start sweating when it comes to the division. Um, but, you know, who losing they, Trey Turner kind of does hurt them. Who do the Dodgers have right now? They have Kershaw, say Bueller's healthy, and Urias. Is that it? I know Trey they Turner lost... was one of the short subs. I, I, think, I think the Dodgers are going to sign Dansby Swanson. I think so, too. Damn. Because they also Korea. lost uh, Peeney and Tyler Anderson. So they have lost a couple guys in the rotation. So I don't know. They're kind of in a weird spot right now. They're not like – like they're not bad at all, but they're definitely not like, oh, my God, watch out like what they were. For sure, for sure. So moving on um, to some quick hits here. So <clears throat> I'm going to name these three players. You just got to give your quick opinion, and then we're going to move on. So, uh, Cody Bellinger to the Chicago Cubs. Chris? Good if he gets somebody else to share some of the stardom with. I think he needs he needs a shortstop there with him, like Carlos Correa. That's cool. I like that. Wolf? Uh, I like the fact that they got him. I do think the price is a little high. It's like being 19.5. Um, but at the same time, that's what the market is nowadays. So if he does play well, it's worth it. If he doesn't, you know, whatever. It's a one-year deal. So I do like the move, though. They needed to, you know, do something. Devontae. I think he was a little overpaid, but at the same time, what the fuck do I really know? Um... <laughs> <laughs> this is so nonchalant. <laughs> I think it gives... Cody Bellinger, a new opportunity to play for... Would you consider the Cubs being a small market team? No. No? Not. Probably not. It's weird. They operate like one, but they're not really... I know. That's why I just tell me, like... Yo, imagine they didn't win in 2016. They'd be hurting right now. Hurting for a squirting. That'd be, what, like 110 years? Yeah, they'd be hurting for a squirting. 
I think it just gives him a new opportunity to play outside of, you know, L.A. where it can possibly, you know, bring a lot of pressure to him, change his style, and to just reestablish himself as, you know, the superstar player he used to be. Yeah, for me, um, I think he's going to be high as hell in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> he hits a lot of fly but I think... I think Cody Bellinger was smart because he hits a lot of fly balls. I think that's his issue right now is that he's he's hitting the ball in the air a lot. Um, it's windy in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's going to be no shift. I think if there if there's a team to go to to kind of prove your worth, it's going to be the Chicago Cubs because they're they were they're kind of a team where last year we saw their success at the end of the year. Um, if they're a team that can make the playoffs, uh, like squeeze in, sneak in. Because um, I think the NL is kind of open at the very end. If they can sneak in and he has a good year, I could see him really getting paid after this. Especially, you know, a former MVP that's still a top, you know, center fielder in the league. I, I think overall it's going to, it can be really good for him. But for the Cubs, I, I really don't understand. But it, fair fucks to them. All right. Josh, Josh Bell, go ahead, Wolf. I said he's only 27. I just looked it up quick, too. So if he does have a good year, going you would have thought he was washed. Yeah, dude, he could get the bag still. <laughs> yeah. And let's move on to Josh Bell to the Guardians. I'll give my first opinion on that. I overall really like it. I think we're we're all um, probably going to end up in agreement that this deal right here is good for them because they need that pop, um, and he provides that pop. I still think they need another hitter to complement that in their lineup. Um, but this is a good start getting, you know, a switch hitter to go next to the switch hitting Jose Ramirez. I think it's nasty if this is going to be your three and four or two and three or whatever it ends up being. Um, but overall, yeah, I like it. Devante. <coughs> Sorry, I got asthma. Um, <laughs> Josh Bell. I think it's a good fit for Cleveland, especially with the run that they had and it adds more to the platoon, gives more leeway for Jose Ramirez, you know, not having to carry the whole team on his back. He didn't really have to carry the team on his back this year, but, you know, it it works in his favor. And it adds more to just, you know, that lineup, switch hitting. You're going to have to pitch to these guys. And I think they're going to have a better turnout this year than they did last year. And they, you know, like... They were one game away from beating the Yankees. That's fucking crazy. Right. That pit- that pitching is only going to get better. And if you get, like, two more solid hitters, I honestly think they, they'll go even further. And they still got Terry Francona. The GOAT. You don't even need to mention him because we already know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Wolf? Yeah, dude, I agree. That's a solid trade. There, I think a few weeks ago we broke down, like, the uh, – the Guardian stats and we realized they did need that power bat. So it's like a perfect fit for them. Also, too, if they weren't going to go out and get like the big, big contract bat, he was like one of those like next guys that was like the cheaper version of like those bats, which was a perfect fit. Um, I agree. They still need to do more. Luckily, that division's still pretty weak, so I think they'll be able to take it again. But if they just Awful. have like a couple more pieces here and there, like their pitching staff's pretty good so far. Like, if they got that close to the Yankees, who's to say, like, if they had, like, another bat or two more, they would be that good. Uh, it's funny because the Twins keep going on about it. But, yo, imagine, like, if Correa went to, like, 
a team like the Guardians, like that would really change that team. So anything's on the table, man. But th- this is a good start. They saw what they needed and they added to it. For sure, Chris, you're your Guardians. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I th- just like you guys said, it's perfect fit. I think they need somebody like JD Martinez who can hit home runs because that's I think perfect. that's what they were, you know, really lacking against the Yankees was the home runs because. In one of the games, they, they out-hit the Yankees by, I think, like six, six seven hits, but the Yankees just hit more home runs than them. So, you know, I think I think Bell definitely helps there, and I think, you know, they have now playoff experience. They're a very young team, so, you know, this year to see to see what happens with these guys in the offseason with, like, more training, like, you know, Oscar Gonzalez, who hit the big home run, like, let's see him, him in a – off season as a pro, see what he does next year, you know. So I think they need JD Martinez and I think he's the perfect fit there. And I think that's who they need to go get. Could always resign Michael Brantley. That'd be a good reunion. They also yeah, they also need a outfielder too, so I think Brantley. Michael Brantley probably sitting back, just waiting, waiting for everything to unfold yeah. and I can't resign he with hasn't that. gotten a contract yet. He were which is <laughs> he, so fucking he, crazy. I think it's because of his injury that everybody's mm-hmm. like. Well, he's old, injured. He's probably just waiting until the end of this, and then he'll probably sign with the best team available. David, he Pearl fits in team. their game. He fits how they play, though. Like he's a he's a high you know high average fucking batter. So like that's exactly what the Guardians are. But I still think they need one more home run hitter, like one dude who could hit thirty forty for them. Wow, actually, yeah. Well, tell me, oh, yeah. um, tell me which, tell me what you think about Contreras to the Cardinals. That's his idol. That's what he said. That's his idol. That's why he went there. I think it's a good opportunity for him too, though. Like he's got Goldschmidt and fucking Arnado, so like they got a big, you know, quote unquote, big three in the in the lineup now. So could be interesting. Yeah. Wolf. Uh, I think it was a great fit. It's kind of cool from the Cardinals' perspective too, because they literally didn't skip a beat. You just had like. A great ca- a Hall of Fame catcher for like twenty years. And go from Yachty to yeah, Contreras. Bang! Did not skip a beat at all. And like for got them better. too. Like yeah, and you got better because don't get me wrong. Like we all loved Yachty, and he was still really I good didn't. defensively. Oh, all right, you <laughs> one guy. But, uh, but bro, you're talking about adding like a like a, a significant bat in its place, along with like already having Goldschmidt and Arenado. Like that is a huge upgrade. That's like one of the best moves of the offseason. And they locked him down too for years. I think seven years, right? Six, seven. Uh, yeah, I think it was six-ish, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Devonte. I think it's a good pickup, especially after you know you had Yadi, who did so much for the team, franchise player at one point. You know, it's the new face of baseball, new generation. And I think he's just going to add more pizzazz to the team since, you know, like, Jody towards the end of his career, was pretty much more well-known defensively than he was offensively. And now, you know, like, Contreras isn't the best offensive hitting catcher, but, you know, he has the opportunity to now with two of the best hitters in baseball, which are Goldschmidt and fucking Arenado. So there's a lot to learn with the whole team. And yeah. I think he's gonna just he's just a big addition. Like you said, you know, it's it's a big three that 
it's definitely going to be a problem one way or another. And, you know, knowing how that team is, it literally probably put them, like, back to back to back. Going to have to face them. For sure. I mean, I... I'll probably be the only one that's kind of like, I mean, (laughs) obviously he's an improvement to any team. It's just the Cardinals. It's like, you know, yeah, they got, they got Arenado and they got Goldschmidt. I'm, I'm not sure if Goldschmidt's going to be as an MVP caliber player again. Um, that'll be remain to be seen. Um, Arenado, I obviously Arenado's, you know, in my opinion, he's one of the, one of the baseball's goats, but you know, past that, you really only got now Contreras um, and Tommy Edmond. And then you got some question marks and O'Neal um, and Dylan Carlson. Um, you know, Yepes is good, but, you know, it, it's just it's just a whole bunch of question marks after that. And don't forget, their starting rotation is still led by Adam Wainwright. And that is just starting to scare me as the days go by. Like, this dude is, like, going to, like, throw. He's going to throw a pitch. And like his arm is gonna go with the ball to to Wilson Contreras' mitt, and that that is honestly what I'm scared of. And I don't know. I don't really believe in the Cardinals this upcoming year. I don't have them as winning the NL Central until or unless something you know they get more in free agency. And that's that's honestly how I feel about those guys. I do not believe in the St. Louis Cardinals, huh? What do you have winning the Central Brewers? Oh, Pittsburgh. No, I I do have the Brewers. Yes, I do have the Brewers. Yes, I mean the Brewers. If if they're gonna keep their rotation and they're gonna continue, it, it looks like they're gonna continuously improve their lineup here. Um, I like what they've done so far. I I do think the Brewers are gonna edge the Cardinals. I agree. I can let's just say this: their pitching alone is so freaking good. Their top three: Woodruff, Peralta, or Burns. Oh, that's way better. Yeah, and Peralta's gonna come back healthy. Yeah. yeah. Plus, they were winning in the division in the beginning of the year. And plus, um, Ashby should be and should Hicks. get a full year too as well. Don't forget Hicks. So. Hicks is a problem too. I, I, you know, yeah. what? it's just so weird. Like, if the Brewers had Yelich playing like how he should have been playing, like I think they could still take the division. It's just they don't have that like couple storms. He doesn't have the protection should. of Ryan Braun. It's like nah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I don't understand why it's not getting a lot of attention is Joey Gallo. Damn, there's no shift. I hope like to like this guy might be like the huge game changer. Like we don't even know. Like we might this be seeing like a like we might like whoever gets this guy might end up like winning the World Series because he hits 400 with like 50 bombs or whatever the case may be. Guys, just he might winner. be the next Barry Bonds because there's no shift. Like we're gonna call. Joey Gallo a cheater because he's gonna be the new um, Adam Duvall. That was his name, right? From back in the day, huh? Adam Duvall. That was the name that he went crazy for the Chicago White Sox, and he changed all of baseball. Oh, you think Adam? Uh, Adam Dunn. My bad. Yeah, Adam Duvall. I'm like, I don't really remember too much about like. I know Adam with the D. That'd be like Conforto. Conforto will be in the same thing as. Gallo, where like if there's no shift, he could be valuable too. And that's what I'm saying. It's like Gallo, he had a, he had at the end of the day, he still is leading all of these free agents um, with a 4.8 WAR of out of left fielders. Yeah, I and saw he didn't that. hit so a lick of shit. He didn't hit a lick of shit. So, you know, my thing is, is with Joey Gallo, it's like 
I feel like these teams should get into a bidding war. I mean, like, go to the Nationals. Fuck it. Bring Nationals. us to the World Series. I agree. I mean, I mean, Joey Gallo probably won 125 games last year, so. That's that's true. That's also true. <laughs> that guy, as depressed, he, he depressively won a lot of games. <laughs> He was just depressed and winning baseball and then went to the Dodgers and got his heart smashed. But do we we got any That's how I feel about losing Xander Bogarts and I hope we use this photo and like whenever it comes up in the video. <laughs> That's great. That's fair enough. And with that, we're gonna leave it there. Red Sox fans all over the world are heartbroken, but I promise you. They're clearing all this cap space for nothing because if it's not for Shohei, it's going to be for somebody. We promise. Even if it's a deal in 2030, you guys are going to get the top free agent at some point. Don't worry. All that money is going to be for something. Even if it's to build a second monster, if if it's to make a bigger monster to stop Giancarlo Stanton from hitting home runs, whatever it is, we're here for you Red Sox fans. Thank you for tuning in to the Build Different Podcast. This is another edition of High and Inside. I'm your host. These are my other beautiful hosts. Thank you, know you for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Shout out to Belgium. All that good stuff. Money's got to be going to Manchester United. That's where it's going. <laughs> That's a good point. Make sure you guys are watching the World Baseball Classic. We'll catch you in the new year, baby. Peace.